Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. leaders are the informed opinion leaders and the go-to people in their field of expertise. They are trusted sources who move and inspire people with innovative ideas, turn ideas into reality, and know and show how to replicate their success. Over time, they create a dedicated group of friends, fans, and followers to help them replicate and scale their ideas into sustainable change, not just in one company, but in an industry, niche, or across an entire ecosystem. My guest, Fred Gleek, a dear friend for many years, is the original king of info product marketing. Fred helps subject matter experts create a line of information products that they can add to their existing business for significant sources of income, often double or tripling their revenue within two to three years. His newest article, just published in Forbes magazine, is titled, Escape the Time for Money Trap. This consultant helps service businesses scale. Fred, so good to hear from you. As always, Sherry, good to hear from you as well and excited for all your success. Thank you. So let's let's just start with a segue kind of on my opening statement, because really the first question I would ask is, can anyone become a thought leader or subject matter expert? Well, I think maybe the term anyone may be a bit too broad. But let's just say almost anyone. In your world, because you are a consultant, coach, you really help people. So how is it that you look at someone or someone reaches out to you and says, hey, I'm a subject matter expert. What is it you kind of, you know, help them understand is what, what moves the needle for them? Why would people want to listen to or follow or hear what they have to say? First off, I'm looking for people who either come to me or somehow find me that is fairly well-known and well-positioned in their own niche market. I usually like to go with those niches that aren't super broad. For example, if somebody came to me who was in the weight loss field, I would be less excited that some of my existing clients that are in things like book publicity or copywriting or voiceover work because the broader niches are a little bit too broad. So I want someone or I prefer someone who is a subject matter expert in a niche that isn't too overly broad. In addition to that, I probably want someone who is fairly well established. They don't necessarily have to be the top expert in that field, but they have to be one of the top experts. So that's kind of how I would look at determining whether or not I could work with someone. So someone shows up, they're in an interesting niche or a niche that's not overly saturated at this point in time. And, you know, we've been, you know, inundated with the world of blogging and content and context and just a lot out there. So how do you move people into uh, someone that someone is now going to be um, heard, basically? 
It's a good question. And the, and the way that I did, I can use uh, my most, my longest time, uh, Bill Deweese, who's a voiceover guy, as an example. Bill came to one of my events almost exactly 11 years ago. And he was at one of my events. And after spending some time with him, I, you know, I kind of got the feel that we could work well together. So the first thing I told him to do is, look, if we're going to establish a presence as one of the voiceover trainers, uh, or you are, I'm going to be assisting him to do that. I said, we have to start a YouTube. So back 11, close to 11 years ago now, we started a YouTube channel for Bill. And over the course of the 11 years, he's done over 650 videos. He is the top voiceover training guy now on YouTube. So first thing to note from that is, number one, this is not a short-term project. Someone who's looking for something where they could make money overnight, this ain't it. But if built over time, and it didn't take us too long in that particular niche with him to get him to the top, you know, at least it took us, I'd say we established some traction within the first 12 to 18 months by putting together that YouTube channel. So the first thing I want to do with any subject matter is try and create a platform for them on now, again, if we were starting today, it may not be YouTube. It would be YouTube in addition to a LinkedIn, a Facebook, an Instagram, and some of the other social media. So we're looking to establish whoever the expert or the topic subject matter expert is in their particular niche, multi-platform, to, to garner as many people who are interested in that topic as possible. Well, and then also just, you know, how do you move them because there's always a lot of noise out there. So I get baseline, build the platform. Where are the people that they want to reach? You know, what's the media modality that you're going to reach them? But then how do you help these people work through the noise? So obviously in voiceover, YouTube makes a lot of sense because you got to hear the guy, right? How he can change his voice and all that. But how do you take someone who maybe is in financial services or insurance or, you know, an author that has written one book? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think that a lot of it revolves around, again, similar to the strategy I used with Bill as an example, is we looked for an angle in that niche that was not standard nor accepted as the, as the, the traditional methodology of going about doing the work. So, in his case, as an example, most of the people back then and to this day, although it's starting to thin out, most of the people were promoting, you know, you got to go find an agent, you got to go get a professional demo produced, et cetera, et cetera. If we're talking about people in the financial industry, I would now be looking to try and position someone in that industry as going very much against the grain. So I would be looking for someone who could position them, themselves as not what you've seen out there. So in the financial services industry, I would be doing something and, and attacking it very differently than Susie Ormond, uh, Motley Fool, and some of the other big players in that niche to create a differentiation between what they, this, my client, the subject matter expert does, and what the, the great bulk and, and, and you know, the, 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 the long, largest, fattest part of the market is doing in that niche. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And because you said, you know, this doesn't happen overnight, I mean, part of your conversation in the beginning, I, I love how you say, you know, I think we can work together, right, is, you know, because there is a lot that is dependent on the person that you're working with, right? I mean, they're the ones yep. that have to literally, I know you guide and help. 
with content and things like that. However, they have to be willing to put in the time and the energy and resources, knowing that this is potentially going to take 18 months, sometimes two years, maybe longer, depending on what niche or world you're working in. So how important is it uh, for people when you first meet with them to get that feeling for they're really serious about doing this? Yeah, well, it's a good, a really good point, because most of my compensation, in fact, Virtually all of it comes as a revenue share with the subject matter expert on the back end. So my model, I mean, I'm primarily involved with the process and the marketing. The subject matter expert is the one that creates the content in almost, you know, virtually all of the circumstances, all the, all the people that I'm working with. And I call them partners as opposed to clients because everything we do is a revenue share. Now, I have to be careful because, again, my money doesn't kick in until we're into profitability. So, and, and I also have a foolproof way of making sure that I'm never accused of any financial improprieties in that the client or the partners, I call them, always both collects all the money and, and is responsible for all the expenses. So all the financial side of this is handled by the partner. I then just get a check every month pursuant to our agreement. Now, the thing that you mentioned earlier in the question is really important because I never want a, a partner of mine to stop doing their primary business. For example, if I'm working with Bill or with Bob or any of my other partners, it would be terrible for our business for them to stop doing their primary work. So there are a lot of people, say, for example, the voiceover business who are teaching voiceover, haven't done a voiceover for 20 years. And I said to Bill very early on, look, we can't do that with our model because then we have no credibility. So important that the subject matter expert, although they're responsible for the content, mine is mainly the marketing of the process side, that they continue to do their primary business so that we have credibility in the marketplace. Does that make sense? Well, totally. I mean, I fall into that category, right? So I'm a subject yep. matter expert in starting companies, yet I still have Sage, which does all the work to form companies, even though I personally am out teaching or speaking, uh, things like that. So, yes, I mean, that I totally get what you're talking about, credibility, because, you know, I went up and taught an entrepreneurship class for a night at UNR, and the guy that was teaching it was probably the oldest individual I've ever seen at about 85 and hadn't owned a company for 40 years. Yeah, needless to say, his information was probably outdated compared to yours. Yeah, because I'm in, I'm in the trenches every single day doing, uh, you know, exactly what I'm helping other people understand and do. I'm speaking with Fred Gleek, and we have to go to break. But when we come back, I want to pick up more on this new article he just got published in Forbes magazine about escaping the time for money trap. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. 
Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Natakwa, Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Natakwa. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hills Show. Very excited to have a dear friend of mine and um, just a, a brilliant individual when it comes to information product marketing. That's Fred Gleek. You just wrote an article in Forbes magazine titled Escape the Time for Money Trap. I want you to expound on that. Caroline Beniza Levine, who is a really great writer, I've always been very interested in improv and improv comedy. And many years back, I took a class in New York City. And Caroline, at the time, I think she was just newly out of college, maybe even still in college. She was there as well. Uh, Fast forward many years till about three months ago, uh, we get back in touch. I say, hey, what are you doing these days? And she says, oh, well, I'm doing this and this and this. I'm a career counselor. And I'm also uh, a contributing writer for Forbes. I said, well, that's interesting. Uh, How'd you get that gig? We started talking. And one of the things that immediately, you know, became apparent to me as having looked at some of her writing was she was a brilliant writer. So she, in fact, is the actual author of the piece, which basically talks about the fact that many people in the service businesses. And I remember years ago speaking at one of your your conferences with a bunch of asset protection attorneys, I believe, in which the example I gave was that as you build your businesses, you accumulate knowledge and that knowledge is going inside your head. And very often that knowledge that accumulates inside someone's head, it's a it's an untapped resource and an untapped asset that I help people in various different fields kind of take their brain power, shake it out onto a table, sort it into different piles, and sell it to people who want to know what they know. So that people who are moving along in their careers can not only do what they're doing 
as their primary field. And you're a perfect example. You know a ton about starting entities and, and putting businesses together. And so you make your money setting up those entities with Sage International, but you also then can take your knowledge about that and package it into information, information products, which is exactly what anyone listening to this can do for themselves if they've been doing it for a while. I remember you said this many years ago, and, I, and I've used it before. You call it cashing the checks in your head. And I've always loved that line because as people become wiser and more niched within their industry, I mean, what do you do with all that? One of my other more famous partners is a guy named Bob Bly, a copywriter. The reason why he decided to do it, it isn't so much about the money for him as it is about the legacy. So that many people who are your listeners are not only thinking, okay, well, you know, I've made a bunch of money, that's fine, but what can I leave behind so that others can, can, can kind of benefit from what I've learned along the way? And for Bob, that was one of his primary motivators. So it's not only just about the money, it's certainly about the money, but it's also about other things as well. It feels good to be able to share information that, you know, a lot of people have worked years, decades to acquire this knowledge, this expertise, their their formula, things like that. And so, Fred, let's let's talk about so, you know, we we originally talked about, you know, someone comes to you, they're interested in getting this knowledge information out in a meaningful way. And so what is it that you have found that holds most people back? You know, I think for many people, it's this imposter syndrome that they feel like, why would I have the right to talk about this topic? And I think that a lot of people don't understand. And I always try to explain this to new partners or new potential partners, which is this. You don't have to be the top expert in your field. You have to be probably in the top 10% of your field, but also you have to be a good teacher and someone who is willing to really, you know, be able to properly explain all the steps that you took to put what you have together. And so it's a combination of, yes, expertise, but for example, this is why in the golf world, and I used to play a lot of golf, oftentimes the best golfers are not necessarily, and very seldom are they, the best golf teachers. The same thing would apply here, which is subject matter experts who might be the top of a field, pick a field, may not be as good at explaining that topic as someone who is a couple tiers below the top expert, but yet is still in the top 10%. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And and I like what you said about the imposter syndrome. And and I know personally, you know, there were there were a period of years where I really felt like, you know, I, I had to come into being called the wealth protection diva. I had to earn the right to be the wealth protection diva and how I stepped into that role, right? So I couldn't have done that in my first five years, right? (laughs) It hit about year 14 or 15, yeah. Yeah, Now I think in your case, it also had to do with the fact that that your dad, who was, you know, a great mentor of you and a mentor of yours and started the business, I mean, you sort of, for a while, were in his shadow. And I think that's probably true with a lot of people, that someone has preceded them and they don't feel, you know, it's appropriate to step into that person's shoes. 
Might that be right in your case? I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 because he was the front face of the organization. He was the one out speaking and doing all, and I was back building the company, right? So uh, it was it was a great partnership in that regard. But then when he decided to retire and I had to step into presidential role, that's when I really started to separate myself from uh, being a worker to, wow, I'm, I have to be the wealth protection diva. I have to carry the torch now, right, as the yep. professional speaker and radio and all the other things that I've done to move myself into this information empire. I'm talking with Fred Gleek, and you can check out his website, Fred Gleek, that's G-L-E-E-C-K dot com. His phone number, everything's there if you want to have a chat with him. I've known Fred for many, many years. I know that he has been out all over the country, all over the world, really helping people, uh, as we said before, getting this knowledge, getting this information out so that you don't have to work so hard. Is that what this is all about, Fred? <laughs> you know, it really is. I mean, I think that so many people are in position, uh, in possession of a ton of assets in their head, as we've talked about before, that they really haven't, if you think about it, you know, in terms of accumulating wealth, resources, and knowledge, that there's so much in people's heads that are uncashed checks, that, that are assets that are available for, for now being able to be cashed in on later on in life and later on in life is always a relative term, but certainly people have accumulated knowledge. It's, it's, it's brain power. It's, it's expertise in a given area that really should be used and exploited as an asset right now, not waiting any longer. Using it now, taking what they know, sharing it with others, and being able to benefit themselves and their families and gain more freedom. Well, and some of this is also internal. I mean, when if you have a larger organization, some of the things that, you know, if a, you talked about legacy. So this isn't just always just outward. It's also can be internal within an organization that really helps your existing client base, right? Or it 100%. Can, yeah, all yeah, of that. 100% agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that, that, you know what, oftentimes I think about it strictly from an external perspective, but I think that the the person who runs a business like you do with, I don't know how many employees these days, but anyone who's got a business with employees can be sharing this knowledge internally as well. Well, yeah, if you expect to, as we mentioned, maybe not work so hard, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we have to be having fun and we have to enjoy what we're doing. And the best way we can do that is to share you know, years of putting together this knowledge, our expertise with the greater world, but also within the people that we want to to carry on um, if, if our goal is to have organizations that go beyond just ourselves. I agree 100%. No matter what field you're in, I am certain that you have accumulated a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise about a topic. That knowledge right now for most people, and I'm sure most of your listeners, remains in a way trapped inside their heads. And I think that they owe it to themselves and to the world in general, especially if they have a unique perspective on the market or the field that they're in, to share that with the rest of us because there are a lot of people out there who need a roadmap. I mean, I just think of the classic example of Ikea. You know, you get that sucker home and pull out those directions. If you're like me, 
uh, your chances of producing what is supposed to be a chair is is very, very, very slim for someone like me, unless I have someone looking over my shoulder to help me put that that together. And I think that for many people out there who are subject matter experts, there are people coming along in that same field who need not only the instruction manual from IKEA, but someone helping and looking over their shoulder to make sure that they don't turn a chair into a bed. Yes, that that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So, Fred, I want to thank you for joining me today. Once again, if you want to get a hold of Fred, you can also email him, Fred Gleek, that's G-L-E-E-C-K, at gmail.com. I imagine you offer a free consultation. And also, good, good, good. Also, the link to this article that was written about you, Escape the Time for Money Trap, will get posted up into our SoundCloud when uh, we put this into the podcast model. Fred, I'm so glad we connected and really appreciate the many years of friendship that we have shared. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. And as always, your friendship is more valuable than anything else that you could give me. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. Everyone is excited about real estate in Northern Nevada, and you will be too after you listen to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Hear what the experts have to say about finding a home, getting a mortgage, investment property, and which neighborhood is right for you. Maybe you purchased your first property recently. Now you have more questions than ever. Get the answers to your questions, plus tips on how to make your next real estate transaction better. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., right here on 1180 AM Radio, Nevada Real Estate Radio.